uh, let's get started. We don't have a name for this thing yet. Hopefully, uh, by the time we post it, we'll have to have one. Yeah, um, that's, that's, a, that's a definite. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I'm Patrick. I'm here with Cody. All right. And um, we're going to kind of start this and we're going to talk about mostly entertainment stuff, primarily video games and um, maybe hardware, kind of what's latest, greatest and whatnot. And kind of just wing it. Have a good time with it. Damn right. All right. That's what I was saying. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So um, it has been a very good year for games. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So um, with, uh, I mean, um, Starfield just coming out, that that was a really good one. I still like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's been some just controversies there's so with that one. so much about it. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into Starfield more later. We've had... Uh, Hogwarts Legacy early in the year, whether you were on that train or not. Um, we had uh, uh, Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a real good uh, one there. Um, <laughs> we had indie titles that went huge. We played BattleBit a yeah. fuck ton. BattleBit, it, it was that little fun retro blast kind of like feel to a game, yeah, but yeah. had so much offering. Yeah, we had uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, I didn't get to jump on that uh, train there. I got to watch enough of it to yeah, so, really uh, enjoy it, and hopefully I'm going to be able to get that here soon. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, plenty of titles, plenty of titles this year. Diablo as well. We haven't got to touch that one yet. Um, Go on sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I figured maybe a weekly segment. Uh, I'm going to kind of go over some hardware news for the week. Uh, so big thing this week was the release of the iPhone 15. Um, yeah. yeah, So, uh, not huge Apple fanboys or Android fanboys either way, but that's kind of what's in the news this week. Uh, seems like apparently if you have the iPhone 15 pro plus model, people are complaining that it's like ridiculously fragile. Like they're bending the back and it's like, (laughs) like shattered. (laughs) Yeah. Like spider glasses. Uh, yeah, um, that that's that's a no go for me. Yeah, yeah. So and then there's discolorations, like it's not evenly painted, and uh, some of the screens aren't like evenly flush. And uh, but the biggest software issue I saw is a lot of people can't. So iPhone has this feature where it's phone to phone. When you get a new phone, you can just put them close, transfer all your stuff, boom, you're done. It could take you know a couple hours though, depending on how much stuff you have. But apparently there's a software bug they had to release an immediate update for. That was breaking that. So a lot of people couldn't do that. So they're like, oh, your workaround is plug the phone into the computer, update it to the latest firmware, and then you could then do a phone-to-phone transfer. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. It was, yeah. So uh, Apple's had a bit of a I mess. Thought, uh, this week. I thought Android had that. The Samsung had that a long time back. I thought, like, you could touch the backs of, mm-hmm. if I'm correct, yeah, droids had yeah, that. Yeah, it uses the... Uh, the NFC, that near field communication or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you do that to exchange data and whatnot. Um, and iPhone also kind of to piggyback off of that, you know, a decade and a half later, <laughs> now you can kind of tap the top of your iPhones and it'll exchange contact Ooh. information. And Ooh. That, yeah, that did another controversy though, because there's women out there who's like, hey, now if a man approaches me at a bar and asks for my number, I can't just give him a fake one. He's going to be like, all right, well, let's tap phones. But the thing is, you can go into your settings, into your contact card, put whatever number you want. So you can right there, you know, guys like come on, tap phones and you don't feel safe, whatnot. Tap your phone, you still give them a fake number. 
Yeah. Um, of course, if he tries that number there, it's the same as if you kind of tell him a fake number and he tries <laughs> it there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, guys can be assholes. I mean, uh, it's a fucked up thing yeah. in this world nowadays. Just be careful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, uh, other than that, um, the iPhone was the biggest news I heard this week. Um, I didn't really hear anything else big hardware-wise. Um, I know some other controversies that have been kind of in the tech world is with Unity, I'm sure you've heard me oh, yeah, <laughs> complain heard, a bunch about. This. Yeah, so Unity, for those who don't know, is a uh, an engine. It's uh, for people use that game engine to develop video games, and Unity is very popular. Well, they recently kind of announced this new runtime fee pricing model. And what that means is if you make more than... Now, don't shoot me on the numbers here. Um, I think it's... After $200,000, then based on kind of what level of Unity you own, they were going to charge something like $0.15 cent an install. And if you had like Enterprise Unity, it'd be like $0.07 cent an install. And then if you made like more than a million dollars, then they were only going to do like, you know, like uh, half of that, like $0.03. Cent. I don't know. It's something along those lines. But it was being charged per install. And people were like, you know, hey, what about... <laughs> like what? What is this? If someone uninstalls and re- reinstalls my game ten times, am I getting charged, you know, dollars because of that? And Unity's kind of response was, no, 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 no. Um, we'll be able to know if it was like a pirated version of your game or multiple installs. It's only once per purchase, but we'll know. And it's just like, trust me, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, no, that don't sound right. Yeah, I'm gonna trust you with my finances. So. There's a huge. And not only that, you got to think about, uh, heck, if you're like a small time, you know, indie game, indie game developer, you're you're already against odds because now you're being charged for every cent of your download. Like it just seems way too high of a price, in my opinion. Because you got to think, yeah, ten people download it. That's a dollar fifty right now. The, and the the thing is though, it is after that two hundred thousand mark. Oh. But even so, even so, um, people who are just making that mark. You know, you're still taking, you know, their money now. And but what the issue with that pricing model is, I mean, if someone buys it, it doesn't charge. But it then it's when they install it, you get yeah. charged. So you can't properly estimate what you're going to be charged. And so you can't budget. It's yeah, it causes some issues. And of course, I'm nowhere near that two hundred thousand dollar mark. Um, maybe one day. Yeah. But one day. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, one thing uh, I kind of hope to accomplish with this podcast, though, is you know we're just normal. You know, we're not rich. Yeah. Yeah, we were. <laughs> you know, we're not going to review every single game because we can't afford every single game. Fuck but no. <laughs> ho- hopefully, the big ones. And yeah, so. Um, yeah, yeah. So Unity, there was all this backlash, and they did this big walk back. And they're like, okay, whoa, 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 we're sorry. And everyone's calling, including myself, up in arms. Like, I, we want the CEO out of there. Get him out. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he, he's made some horrible decisions. He made that comment, whether it was a joke or not, about, you know, in theory, you could charge somebody per reload in a video game. <laughs> like, you're playing a shooting game. Like, hey, you need to reload that gun? 99 cents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's uh, first off. Even joking, that's just a horrible mentality to spread. And then the worst part is, uh, I know 
there's some gamers that'll even do that. They'll even pay that price. Oh, yeah, there's people out there. Just, just to be that one. Yeah, yeah, all those people, especially, you know, that kind of older uh, portion of the community uh, working 40-plus hours a week. You don't have time to invest in the game that all these young kids yeah. in high school or, you know, don't quite have a career established yet. I mean, take Tarkov or one of those looter-shooter type games yeah. where you're building up your inventory and then the people who only got an hour or two to play a day don't have anything, and they're willing to pay. They're willing to pay to <laughs> oh, keep up. Yeah. Not all of them, but some of them. Um, yeah, you know, fuck it. I do it at times. I'm like, okay, so I could get this within, uh, I guess, some good hardcore about five, six hours of grinding, or I could just pay the $10 now and have it now. Yeah. I, I get caught with that same thing, uh, too. Uh, yeah, I'd be lying if I say I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah World of Warcraft, you think I'm going to farm gold? I don't got time for that. <laughs> no. No, I, I was doing it the wrong way. Uh, I see the error in my ways about robbing people. <laughs> and, yeah, it wasn't. Charging for the dungeon runs? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so just to kind of head off that Unity discussion, uh, they ended up way walking back. Now they're like, hey, we're getting rid of Unity Pro. Pretty much Unity Pro was after you made a hundred grand on your game, you had to buy Unity Pro licensed. That's it. Now you're getting charged the premium because you're now making good money with your game. So, um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the number. Uh, yeah, I think it was hundred grand. So now Unity's big walkback is okay. We're going to keep it either 2.5 percent if you make over 200 grand. Then we'll take 2.5 percent of your proceeds per month or we'll do the runtime fee that 15 cent of install whichever one is cheaper is what we're going to take so a lot of people are like no that's still predatory yada, 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 whatever i mean no it, it, it is a fix but the thing is the damage is done the community is scarred now yeah this is not the first time unity has been in headlines about some you know controversial ordeals with its you know user base so um, but the other big thing they did that does impact me that I actually do like is instead of that hundred K to move to pro now it's 200 grand. So I can make 200 grand a year if that ever happens. Um, and game dev, <laughs> um, always a dream. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and, um, I can make 200 grand before I have to move to enterprise, whatever they're calling that next version. And now they're like, Hey, you no longer have to use the made with unity splash screen. So, there's, you know, we were joking about this in the Discord, is they know they messed up so bad, they're now giving you the option to tell people, yep, yep, yep. you don't know what engine this is. This isn't a Unity <laughs> game for all you know. Yeah, uh, like, um, you know, uh, a friend's like, you'd have to be stupid to keep using them. Well, color me stupid because it's what I'm good at. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep using it for now. I'd like to make the swap to something in the future, maybe something open source, even Unreal. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but anyway, anyway, off the Unity matter, let's get into video games. Um, uh, okay. I talked to you about this earlier in the week. I told you to avoid it. Uh, Mortal Kombat came out. Yeah. Have you seen the Mortal Kombat stuff yet? Barely. I mean, I've seen some like <laughs> swiping through TikTok, but I have been like not checking it out as far as I can. Okay, so people are complaining that whoops, people are complaining about the Switch version of Mortal Kombat, and the reason people are complaining is because it costs the same. But this is the product you get. I'm gonna show you a video. 
Is the switch? Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, no. So, so this is the screenshot that keeps going around because the thing is, you could tell they use the same animations and they're just using really, really, really crappy models. Yeah. What? And the thing is, it's understandable because the switch clearly can't run. Uh, the same graphic fidelity that you yeah. expect from PlayStation or Xbox. But if I'm paying $70, that's not what I want. Like, Mylena's, like, opening <laughs> jaw, they just remove that. That's just cut. It's like they're using, like, the LOD, uh, like, the furthest one you can or whatnot for the Nintendo Switch's base model, which just flattens all the textures. The eyes are always bulging. There's no yeah. eyelids. It just, it looks <laughs> awful. Bad. If I paid... I think everyone said it was seventy dollars. Um, if I paid seventy dollars for that on the Switch, I'd be upset. Yeah, I would. I would literally be shit. Like, uh, yeah, I, hell no. Nah. Like uh, that's that's one thing I hate about gaming companies. Now they'll raise that bar of the standard sixty. I think that's a good for a base game. Standard sixty is good, but now they'll like raise the bar. Like, hey, let's let's just charge ten dollars more and let's see if they bite. Okay, and then for a game to be that kind of quality, just like you said, no, I'm not paying that. And, and the thing is, graphics aren't everything. But when someone pays the same amount of money as you, and they get that extra polish, that extra finish, yeah, and you, just... you get, you might get the same gameplay, slower FPS, everything. So, like, I mean, it kind of does affect gameplay. But then it also just looks that bad. Then you know, seventy dollars is kind of punch to the gut man definitely yeah so uh personally i i i would not be happy <laughs> at all <laughs> refund <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. so um but all of us know you know battling a refund nowadays is hell enough yeah yeah it's it's never a good time and then on steam it's like you're you're on a time limit like i'm gonna pay 70 dollars for this game and then what is it, two hours now? You can't refund it? And the thing is, I'm not one of those people, like, let's try and finish it in two hours. No, 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 no. I'm big on support your developers because I'm an aspiring developer. But um, it's just like Starfield. I played and played, kind of got lost in it a little bit. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to close the game and decide, is this game worth continuing? Like, barely even, yeah. I got the first mission of the story done, or do I want to, like, refund it? And then it's like four hours played. I'm like, oh, never mind, I'm stuck with it now. <laughs> um, so, and, and truth be told, I wouldn't refund it. Uh, we'll get into Starfield's flaws in a minute. Yeah. But um, I have been having it a good time. It definitely has some, but nonetheless, yeah, I really did like it as well. But uh, I, I want to talk about that $70 price. You bring up a good point there. So the industry is now bumping games. Instead of being $60, a lot of games are $70. That's the new industry standard. Yeah. And the thing is, people are like, oh, well, the price of video games hasn't changed in years and years and years. Nothing accounts for inflation, yada, yada, yada. Well, I'm, again, I'm big on pay your devs and whatnot. But at the same time, I, I think it's a pretty good reason why the price of video games hasn't changed. Uh, and, and the thing is, if you're buying a physical copy, um, you're paying for... You're helping offset the cost of them shipping and producing a physical copy of this game and yeah. the manufacturing process and all this. But if I'm buying a digital version of that game, why isn't it $5 cheaper? Why yeah, isn't it $10 I mean. cheaper? So now that most, I don't know statistics, statistics I'm going to throw a random one out. I'm willing to bet well over half of all games sold, probably a qu three quarters, 
is digital media now. That, that's what I was going to say. It's at least 70, 80%. Everybody's going digital because it's just so much easier. First off, you don't have to worry about a scratch disc no more. Although, I got to say, you know, like for my diehard games that I like, I do like the physical Buying like a copy. collector's edition. I'm the same with movies. Yeah. Like I can buy the digital version of a movie. But uh, for the movies I really love, I like to buy like that 4K UHD version of yeah. it. To keep it. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Like, look here. We have... I own Elden Ring on PC, and I've played the crap out of Elden Ring. <laughs> so I loved it. Loved it. So I bought the collector's edition. It comes with the Molina statue and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's it was completely sealed. I've opened it up now to kind of look at the statue and whatnot. But value of it's gone up. But uh, I just wanted to have it because I love the game so much. I wanted the collector's version of it. So Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, that's when I'm okay with a game developer, you know, or, you know, raising the price of the game. Give me a little something extra, you yeah. know. Just, it, like, heck, I, I've done that many a times, especially with Dark Souls, bought the $100 thing just because it was giving me that little extra. That's when you could charge more money than just, come on, man. For the broke people out there that love to be gamers, we don't need these prices increasing. This it's a lot of our release. Yeah, yeah, for sure. After work and all, it's like one of the best releases in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I I'm not convinced the price of video games is ready to be bumped to seventy, um, and maybe I'm just, uh, you know, a little upset by the economy in general. Yeah, <laughs> I so. What we do and what has really kind of shown me the state of our economy is every paycheck. I've got a, a few bank accounts. Uh, that's kind of how I organize my money or whatnot. I've had a set amount of money uh, come out of my auto draft and go into a separate bank account. And we use that bank account for just food. And it's every two weeks. So it's normally two weeks of food. And um, that is like gone now by the end of the first week. Yeah, yeah, it, it's gotten crazy. Even okay, I'm I'm guilty for fast food, um, Same. quite quite a bit. That's like that's where I go for lunch. Yeah, every day. <laughs> but the thing is, it's it's twenty five to thirty dollars to feed my family of three at fast food, and then like I went to buy all the ingredients for, um, well, you know, our family recipe spaghetti has a whole lot of stuff in it. Oh yeah. And well, that's just probably $120. Dude, it was. It was it was stupid. I, I was trying to get like cheap generic ingredients and it still came out to like $80 and it feeds us for 2 days. So it's like that's still averaging $40 a day. So it's like, okay, we'll stop eating fast food and go buy your ingredients. Well, even when we do that, it costs the same yeah. amount. Of, uh, just saves me on the labor of dishes. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm expensive. I charge myself a lot when I got to do dishes. <laughs> and then, so I'm in the hole with my Yeah, dad. fuck yeah. Yeah. That, that's how I feel, too. It's just like they, they try to tell you, like, I got to say, this is the most money I've ever made in my life. Yeah. But I still feel like I'm barely making $9 an hour, $10 an hour. Oh, yeah, if that's what it feels like you're making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just... I. It, it, it's like I never can seem to get to that next hump. Yeah, at the moment Lauren and I are like saving up, um, something happens. Yeah, it's it's always something. Right now, cars being weird again. It's going back to the shop next weekend. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, and um, so it's just like the other day when you know I had just gotten out of the 
hole I was in about a month or two ago, and then I wake up the next morning going to work, and my dog leg broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, I... I still laugh at that vet, you know. Yeah, we'll keep you under two thousand, a thousand nine hundred and seventy-five dollars. Thank you. I mean, thank them especially. You know, my dog's good and she's uh, healing well now. But you know, yeah, but nonetheless, two grand. It's crazy, man. And the worst part is, if it would have been you, would even with insurance, they would have been like, "All right, well, we got you out of here for less than ten grand, nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars, sir." <laughs> oh. It's just crazy yeah. how stuff like that happens. Like, every time you start to get a little bank up and you're like, hell yeah, I'm actually seeing a comma in my bank account again. And then, wham, it chops you right back in the throat. Yeah, that comes, uh, and circling back around, I wanted to play Starfield when it came out, and I know you were going the Game Pass route, um, which I should have done, but I was thinking, you know, Bethesda games I always revisit, and instead of buying a month of Game Pass... I, I want the game. And the thing is, I did not have it in my addition, you know, additional funds to spend $70 on a video game. So, um, you know, we were big into CSGO a couple years ago, and I had my last few uh, Counter-Strike skins in my Steam stuff. And, um, you know, I had already sold most of it. Those items were just kind of sentimental. Yeah. So a lot were only worth like ten cent, um, and for you know people who may be listening, uh, you can have these items in game, and they're just skins, but people pay real money for them, and uh, and it's kind of um, we'll just say it's like a gambling system. You can buy a chest, and the chest has like a one percent chance to get you something stupid, good, or whatever, irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had a couple items that were a little pricey, and um, but it still wasn't quite enough. Those two items were like. 60% of the game, so I put up, like, everything. All the Tencent <laughs> items, I had, like, 68 transactions, and it came out to $70.20 or so. so Damn. Yeah, yeah, I just listed everything. Like, Tencent, cent, <laughs> $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1
Um, you normally have two big titles, and then the bunch may be a, a indie titles you've never heard of in your life. Yeah. But um. But yeah, and sometimes you get really good items from humble humble bundles. So it's oh, been yeah. worth keeping. And there's been so many times when I've wanted to play a game with you, I already own, and I'm like, hey, let me check my humble bundle, and boom, I have a key for it. Just sitting in my humble bundle. And so. that's the good thing about it, too, because, yeah, it's just sitting back in, like, a little bank vault. Yeah. You know, just, hey, let me just check it. You know, I've had it for about a year now. I ain't looked at it. But let's go check it out. Oh, shit, look at what's yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even if not having that pro membership or whatnot, I still get, I don't know, 10% off every purchase at Humble Bundle. So if I go to buy, you know, a $10 game, I get it for 9 bucks. Woo. Yeah, you know, we look for the discounts. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I do think I need to probably hop back on the Game Pass train, especially with the whole $70 games and whatnot, and now Microsoft's acquiring so many things, which is dangerous, um, because, you know, that whole monopoly. Yeah. Or, you know, but at the same time, you know, for the game. They're like on the edge. Every time I hear they're buying a new, I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> but at the same time, do I get Diablo with Game Pass now in a few months? I guess we'll find out. We better. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's let's dive into Starfield. We've kind of dabbled on Starfield here and there. Uh, let's hop into Starfield and talk about that. We both had a chance to play that. You've played it significantly more than I have because I've gotten severely sidetracked with other games and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, the thing is, a lot of people are upset with Starfield. A lot. Some people are saying that. Uh, the physics, well, no, the physics seem to be great. Like, collision all is great, but people aren't happy with, like, the way water reacts or the way glass reacts. And there's all these kind of nitpicky things um, that people aren't happy with. So, as somebody who's gotten it through Game Pass and hasn't, you know, didn't have to pay the $70 for it, um, how are you feeling about Starfield? Me, personally, Starfield, I think, was a really, it, well, is a really good game. Like, the ship building in it? Is crazy good. Like you, you could. They literally give you like just. You can make the blueprints of a ship, like a star cruiser, if you wanted, so to say. Um, not only that, just like the skill tree. Yeah, it's a little difficult, you know. But I kind of like it because, uh, like how you had mentioned in the Discord the other day, uh, how like even if they find a way to glitch and you know you get all those skill use points, use cheat engine and give yourself fifty skill points. Yeah, now you still have to go through something to unlock that next skill. I do like that about yeah. Them. So it's for every skill point. Say I want to upgrade uh, my jetpack um, uh, efficiency. Yeah. Then. I can put a skill point in it, but then I have to complete, let's call it a quest, essentially. Yeah. Um, it's an objective. I have to now completely drain my jetpack 50 times. And that might not be how it actually goes, but, you know, that's just an example there before I can spend another skill point on, in it. So I essentially have to use that to as if your character is becoming proficient with it yeah. before it lets you actually upgrade it again. So um, I do appreciate that system. A lot of people are complaining that they can't just, you know, and you know, but I like it. I like it. Now, on uh, the whole, I mean, yeah, of course, you know, with games this big and so much going on, the one thing I had about it, and it's probably just me, I, I have not the greatest, uh, well, up-to-date uh, PC right now, mm -hmm. so it did suck when I would, like, it seemed to only happen when I would be exploring a world or whatnot, but, like, if I was to get into a fight or something, 
it would like every time I would go to shoot my gun, it would just do that lock up thing. Oh. And it like you you didn't take damage or nothing like that. You know, it just locked up for like it just had a three second lock up every time you would pull the trigger and there for a minute that was really like I was getting frustrated. I was ready to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. And but, uh, uh I don't know now it seems to be a little bit smoother, so I don't know, maybe maybe new drivers or something from NVIDIA. Well, I know they were big. They kind of partnered with AMD. They even released a Starfield-themed AMD. I don't even know what that card yeah. is. 7800 XT. Whatever their latest card is, they released a graphics card kind of modeled after, which did look really cool. Um, they have the AMD technology in there. What is it? F FM? FX? D, whatever, whatever it's called. But uh, people released a mod that enabled DLSS, which is a NVIDIA you know, uh, GPU item, which apparently they're going to be adding natively to the game soon, or they might have already done it in the past week. I don't know. But anyway, that should give a bit of a performance increase. Um, but my thing with Starfield is, um, I, you know, I do have a slightly beefier computer, so it did. I did run it fine, but was the NPCs? And I think you said you didn't experience as much jank with the NPCs as I did. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if there's a crowd density option, and mine's up higher. I don't know. I didn't really tweak my settings at all, but. It happened multiple times where I'm talking to somebody and a random e NPC just walks into the screen and just takes what I'm, I'm talking to away, just walks into them and just pulls them out of the frame. And I'm like, what is going on? Now, I've seen the videos of this and I got to say, it makes me laugh a lot. Like, especially, you know, how uh, there was one, uh, I can't remember, Barrett. No, not Barrett. Uh, uh, what's the one fella? Uh, he's like the guy you meet right at the beginning. I can't. Yeah, Barrett. Oh, it was Barrett. Uh, names mix up. Anyways, uh, yeah, he was just sitting there and he uh was in the dialogue with the person right when uh something had happened. Something blew up, and like Barrett had come up and said, "I don't know if we could do this anymore." And then he just bolted away <laughs> <laughs> after that explosion happened. It was. It's got them like laughing. locked in the cutscene type mode where he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like the black bars widescreen, he's just running away. <laughs> <laughs> I died laughing at that, but I personally have not experienced really any of that happening other than one time Vasco going rogue on me. Like, I went to uh join the den, well, jump into the den to do some sales, and uh, like, I was talking to this lady. Right at the front, and uh, all of a sudden, Vasco comes out of nowhere with like a sucker punch. Supposedly, the uh, uh, the uh, United Colonies were mad at me, and uh, <laughs> I guess Vasco just wanted to sucker punch that lady. But I mean, it was rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, I I've enjoyed the game. I have experienced a couple bugs, mostly with the NPCs or the way they just interact and be a little. Janky is the best way to put it. Um, one of the other big things after me is my objective was on the other side of a door that I couldn't interact with. And um, and I ended up having to reload. Um, and then the door functions. So fortunately, I didn't yeah. lose much there. But. I can't say I, I've experienced that as well when I was doing my little, uh, uh, little XP farm I had. Which is good for early levels, but 
really sucks when you get past 30. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I had the fabricator, uh, the industrial thing down. Yeah. But it wouldn't let me. It just kept on saying something was in the way. Something was in the way, and I couldn't use it. Uh, but then I saved, reloaded, and boom, it's back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing is, later game, it does have all that crazy stuff. You know, the fabricator building, like, your whole system on these planets. And uh, and the thing is, the scope of the game is huge. And people are like, okay, but there's thousands of planets or a thousand-plus planets, and and most of them are barren. Well, yeah, uh, of course they are. Of course they are for now. And most of them will be forever, where you just go to them and mine them. But what's neat about it is in the future when they want to expand, if Starfield wants to add an expansion, they can literally just pick any of their planets and just populate it with an entire new quest line, all new everything. Um, they've given themselves infinite space to work with, yeah. essentially, to keep expanding on this game. So I don't know what their plans are for expansion, but um, if it's for years to come, like, well, like they've kind of milked the cow with Skyrim, but if they want to keep adding content, or I know they're going to, they rely heavily on their mods. They've opened it to modders and they're going to allow modders to do all kind of crazy stuff. And with the Skyrim anniversary edition, uh, edition they included like fan made mods and stuff. Yeah. And um, so, so yeah, it'll be neat to see the future. Uh, the, of course, there's bugs to iron out, it's not perfect. Um, and I'm not saying that it's justified because of the potential scope. Uh, but at the same time, when I play the game and I see how much is in the game and everything I can do in the game, I feel, as someone who spent $70 or uh, traded $70 in Steam items for, <laughs> uh, I feel it's worth the value. So, um, yeah, I, I think Starfield's a good game. Is it game of the year contender worthy? Okay, unfortunately, it's been a phenomenal year for games. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't that's... think so. I don't, I don't. Top 10? Sure. Sure. Top five? Yeah. Woo! We're pushing it. Yeah, you're pushing it. We've we're had a lot it. of gold this year. Yeah, yeah. So there's some more big ones on the horizon. So I don't want to call my game of the year yet. We'll save that for another weekend. I know the Game Awards is going to probably be December, November, whenever. Um, I've, As of right now, I think you and I have discussed game of the year and what's our contender so far. Um, I know Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate, uh, throw some names out there. I know what mine is right now. I'm still going to play. I have um, the Phantom Liberty DLC for Cyberpunk yeah. I'm playing. Um, they have the new Spider-Man game that I'll check out. Uh, there's some other stuff coming out uh, to kind of top the year off that I'll be checking into before I settle. But it's going to be hard to beat my game of the year. Yeah, uh, My game of the year has, has been a feat for game development. It is... Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. Mine right now, yeah, I'm still, I'm still on like the bench right now about picking any solid one, mm -hmm. just because, like you said, yeah, there's still more gold to come uh, later on this year. Like, of course, everybody knows around this time of year is when a lot of game developers start releasing damn good titles. Yeah, and especially this year, it has been great. I've been. I've kind of dug into my bank a little bit when I shouldn't have buying games, but it's actually been pretty much worth it. Oh, trust me, I hear that. Because fortunately, you know, Lauren helps out. But whenever there's a multiplayer game, we got to buy it twice. 
We, yeah. It's no sharing a copy. If you want to play together, you got to have two copies. So Lauren oh, and I. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Lauren plays pretty much every game with us. This yeah. year, she slacked a bit ever since we introduced her to Genshin Impact. Oh, God. That might have been a bit of a mistake. <laughs> she's been hooked. Um, but yeah, Lauren has. Um, she's helped out. Uh, what was uh, this year? There was. I don't remember which game it was. But anyway, Lauren ended up buying both copies for us. Um, so she's been kind of a huge help. We've kind of been alternating there. Yeah, I can't remember what game that was. I know we were talking about it one night. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I I know. Fortunately, Battlefield was on sale. So we got into Battlefield 2042. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Battlefield Future Battlefield yeah. 2 game. <laughs> and um, we decided that was on sale for, what was it, like $15, $10? I think it was on sale for about a $15, $10. Yeah, on Steam, they had their summer sale or whatnot. So we all grabbed Battlefield. Me, well, I, I started because we were playing Battle Bit, and I'm like, man, I kind of miss that cinematic feeling of the old yeah. Battlefield game. So I'm like, you know what? I'm biting the bullet. I'll pay the $15 first. I'm pretty sure it was 15 and I got Battlefield 2042, which we know was a mess when it released. Oh, God. Was it a year before last, maybe? I don't know. Um, I know a lot of people refuse to give it another chance. People are burnt. Um, EA's kind of done people dirty. Um, so we revisited it, and we had a great time. Like, the the bugs are ironed out. It's It was actually a lot of fun. So then you hopped on after I was having the time of my life. And um, you hopped on, and then you and I were having the time of our life. Then Nomrick joined us. He was just having a great time. And then Lauren played for, like, two nights, and she was like, yeah, okay, this is fun. I'm going back to Genshin now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was surprised at how much fun we actually had revisiting Battlefield after that flop of a release Star. they had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely – picked it up i would say since it's uh released now like it, it was really fun got me back into the old feeling of battlefield and battlefield's always been very cinematic just random cinematic stuff can happen at times that you're like oh my god this is glorious like, like i remember jumping off of like those freight containers the little shipping containers and whatnot and i'm parachuting down to the ground and a jet just swoops by and just boom 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 blows up like <laughs> missiles on the ground and stuff and I just remember thinking, like, wow, that is that's so cool to you know be a part of in this day and age. Versus back in the age when you had your Atari and you had boop 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 boop. <laughs> yeah, and, about to say just to feel it. Gets yeah, you. like well, we can shit on that game all we want for its release, but we have to admit here in 2023, it's a feat. You you know you play yeah. something that you get that cinematic feel while you're playing it, and and you know it gives you those feels, and then they have they've done good. Um, Granted, they still have their whole battle pass and all that in there. I'm sick of battle passes. I hate that. I, I, I It's a love-hate kind of thing. Like, I kind of like a battle pass just because it makes uh, developers actually put out different content. Sure. You know, for certain games, I think kinda, battle pass Kind of keep, like, okay. the game as a service yeah. and make sure they keep providing updates and content and whatnot so they can keep getting your money for the next battle pass. Yeah, but then a lot of games. I think Fortnite's a good example. Maybe, I think in Fortnite, if you play, you get like that in-game currency, their V bucks or whatnot. Yeah, 
and you get enough V-Bucks from their battle pass where if you don't spend any on BS and characters in the store or anything in the store, I think it's enough V-Bucks to get the next battle pass. So you I can think keep, that's how I did it. For yeah, a I think while. it's enough V-Bucks per battle pass to get the next battle pass as long as you're not spending any of those V-Bucks. So you can perpetually keep getting the battle pass. And uh, I, I could be wrong there. Maybe I've just been a little bit. No, I, think I, I think I'm right. Even Call of Duty was doing that, and that's how I kept Call of Duties for the longest time. Um, so I think that's good. I, I, I think that's good. But I think having to – having to feel, or they have, like, the premium one where they have, like, you know, sure, we have a battle pass, but, you know, here's the premium one. You could skip 30 tiers or – Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, you didn't finish in time. You can give us $30. We'll finish your battle pass. I I kind of hate that games have gone that direction. Yeah, that that just seems money grubbing to me. Yeah, if we hop on a multiplayer game, there uh, there's a really good chance we're getting hit with a battle pass, and there's an even better chance I'm spending ten dollars and getting it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. On a serious note, though, um, uh, I did refrain on. Uh, Battlefield, because I'm like, yeah, well, you know, we're going to touch it a few times this month, but there's so much coming out at the end of the year. I'm not investing in their Battle Pass or any of that, and I call it investing. You don't get any returns or anything. Yeah. Besides, yeah, here's a neat the little good skin. times. Right. The, the yeah. skins and sometimes can make you feel good. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, just a gram of serotonin. Like, yeah. yeah, I'll give you $10 for a little serotonin. Oh, for this little uh, charm that's just a hamburger, well, a cheeseburger? Fuck yeah, give me that cheeseburger Yeah, charm. Oh, a cute little mochi charm? Oh, yeah. my God, it's got a <laughs> smile and rosy <laughs> cheeks. I'm sold, dude. I do that way, way too often. Yeah. Hey, like with Siege, I did that with uh, Iana. Oh, yeah, uh, they had the 2B skin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, and that's... Yeah. Uh, that, that, that is also a very great game as well. I love Siege. I've actually been wanting to get back into it and try that new operator, um, so maybe we'll try that. I know this week I've been on Cyberpunk again. Cyberpunk 2.0 released on, um, I don't even know, Thursday something? Yeah, I think it was a Thursday or Friday for you. I, I think, can't yeah. remember. I remember you uh, one night was saying, yeah, oh, shit, it's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I was going to stay up till midnight to play it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, it's at noon tomorrow. But it ended up being 11 a.m. They did like a live stream. Uh, here's 2.0. Here's some things to expect. Yada, yada, yada. Get ready for Liberty, Phantom Liberty. Um, so I was hyped. Um a lot of people had a very poor experience with Cyberpunk 2077 at launch. And I, okay, I didn't. I saw where the complaints were. I did have plenty of bugs. NPCs were crazy. Cops were completely ridiculous. If cops were chasing you, ran around a corner and turned back around, they just despawned. Um, AI was borderline <laughs> useless. It, yeah, it, it was crazy, but at the same time, I still had a good time. The world was expansive. The characters felt, you know, alive. It was a great story. I loved it. So I was very excited for 2.0 because 1.5, I think, they also reworked a lot of systems. They did awesome with it. But 2.0, they uh, the whole skill trees are reworked. Uh, the police systems are completely reworked. Um, NPCs running down the sidewalk when I spin 180 degrees and, you know, 180 back. They're still there. They don't despawn anymore. <laughs> um, so, so far, it's very promising. The new gameplay, um, very dynamic. Uh, the things you can do, the way you build your skill tree. Now, if you do like a full melee build, 
it feels awesome. It's it's really cool. Um, I gotta say, I really hate that I listened to you know the masses and didn't get that game. First off, because it's got Keanu Reeves in it, and everybody can respectfully I'm, say Keanu Reeves is shit. I'm a sucker for Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite actors, well, and, action actors. And to clarify what he means. Keanu Reeves, for those who haven't played Cyberpunk, is digitally scanned, and he plays a very large part in the game. So, like, when you're playing the game, you're looking at Keanu Reeves. He voiced his character, whose name is Johnny Silverhands. Um, so, yeah, you get to That's see cool him in the game, game, interact with him in the game, hear him in the game, and it's awesome. You're, you're playing with Keanu Reeves. And that... That's why I hated how when I listened to everybody, like, oh my god, it's such crap, blah, 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 but... I didn't put the money forth, and now that they got uh, Idris Elba, Idris Elba, it, yeah, yeah, they got him in there now, which is also another number one favorite of mine. Oh, just yeah, good, good kind of person. He just seems like one of them good kind of people, and plus he's played in a lot of good movies. I mm-hmm. like, yeah, and I always been Elba. really good. So now I'm really influenced on mm, mm-hmm. biting that bullet, going ahead and getting it. But I don't know. I got this too much right now. Yeah. I, I got to hold off on my spendings. Yeah, I know it is half off for the time being, and you could probably. Um, but the thing is, in your defense, though, you just had an Xbox back then, and that game ran like shit on an Xbox. <laughs> Xbox and whatever other system they tried to release on PlayStation 4, um, struggled, just absolutely struggled trying to run Cyberpunk uh, yeah. to the point where I don't even think, yeah, it's not getting Phantom Liberty. I think the One X is, but the One is not, or the One S and One X are, are getting it, but the Xbox One and PS4 are not getting the DLCs because it that's what kind of messed up their development, was trying to put all of that on that old hardware. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, but yeah, a uh, huge fan of Keanu and just as big of a fan as Idris Elba. So putting those two and you know digital digitally preserving them forever into a phenomenal video game video game is super exciting. So that's what I'll be playing this week is Phantom Liberty. I'm doing a whole new run on Cyberpunk 2.0, uh, trying to get finish up that campaign. So I'm ready for Phantom Liberty uh, when it drops, which um, I won't be. Um, I, because I think it drops soon. I think it's like Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday it drops. So, uh, I'm nowhere near ready. Uh, I probably <laughs> won't play it until this coming weekend, but hopefully I'll be, I'll be able to dabble on it for next week and we can talk about it some more. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know at one point cyberpunk and maybe it was just the Xbox one or PS4 copies were in GameStop for like stupid cheap. Everyone was like memeing on the game when it was at its worst and like, yeah, well you can get cyberpunk for $7 now. Well, the thing is, I know with the PlayStation 4, uh, it, that would have been a steal because they gave you the free, you know, the PS5 version for free. And I think they might have done the same with the Xbox. Um, so I actually did get a PlayStation 4 version of Cyberpunk. Uh, of course, I own it on PC, and that's where I've done most of my playing. But um, so I have the PlayStation 5 version. It allowed me to download it from the store because it saw I had the disc. And then it just wants the PlayStation 4 disc in while I play the PlayStation 5 version for verification. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, it, it did run good on the PlayStation 5, too. Um, again, I'd still prefer my... I've been on PC so long that every time I got to use a controller, I'm like, 
what thumbs do. <laughs> you know. Yeah. See, I'm full controller. I, I tell you, I don't know what it is. I I just can't do keyboard. Like like I always say, yes, keyboard. I had such precision with my shots. Like mm-hmm. I love that fact. But I just didn't feel as fluid as I generally do, like I do with the controller, with the joysticks. I don't know. I was able to, like, uh, Call of Duty, you know, how you're sitting here vaulting and I'm jumping on top of buildings, running over here, jumping on this little sign where when I was uh, on keyboard, it was just like, vault. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, turn, jump again. I just couldn't get the fluidness that I see like you and Lauren do it exceptionally well. Like, I'm just like, that's one thing they're going to have on me and it'll just be it. I'll just have a good tag here. (laughs) I guess it's just like anything. It's all about the time you put in. I remember, I think it was 2016. I bought a gaming laptop and um, just for siege, we played siege on the Xbox forever. And uh, everyone started moving to PC and talking about how much better it was. Oh, you can lean without ADSing. And uh, that's back when Siege was horrendous on the Xbox as well. It crashed all the time. You had weird, crazy bugs, blue screens, crazy stuff going on with Siege back then. Uh, back when they had to release Operation Health because there were so many bugs in the game. They did a whole operation just to focus on fixing the game. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I bought that laptop, started playing on PC, still had a 60 hertz monitor, and it was bad. I bought one of those little game pads instead of a keyboard. Um, so, you know, the mouse, I could get a hang-up, but the keyboard was iffy for me. And then after a while, playing a whole bunch of Overwatch back in the day before it was garbage. Um, <laughs> which, uh, Overwatch, it's... Uh, we're not even going to get on that right now. Uh, then played uh, a bunch of Counter-Strike Go, a bunch of CSGO. A uh, thousand hours plus of it, a lot of CSGO, uh, really helped with my aim. So now if I go into any game that involves a gun in, like, PC, it's like I can just set the difficulty to hard or whatever because it's, it's probably not going to be a problem. My game sense, on the other hand, not great. <laughs> when we play any form of Battle Royale and you guys are still looting, I'm, like, 20 meters away, like in a fight like where are you guys at like, oh, we never recovered like oh well it's y'all's fault that we died not mine for running <laughs> we're yeah. running 20 meters away from everybody yeah, but yeah. hey we all we all do that and you always catch yourself when you've done something stupid mm-hmm. and you just don't want to admit it at oh, times yeah. yeah you're just like uh-uh no i'm not i'm not letting them have this yeah so now that i've convinced <laughs> myself it's y'all's fault for not being with me at all times no matter if you're ready or not I'm going to keep doing it. and uh, yeah. Y'all just better follow suit. Right. And yeah. we do pretty good. I, to, to be honest, you know, me and Lauren, we're the two same little <laughs> And we need some people to corral us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I've tried to do better. I've, I've dropped Battle Royales a lot. I know we occasionally dabble in Fortnite still. Um, that's, you know, I try to be as casual as I can now because... I did have some serious raging issues playing video games. I had some. I had problems. I would say it only really got bad in Counter Strike at times where, like, oh my god, yeah, it was awful. I mean, it, it happens. though. everybody well, goes. The thing through is, it. I got good, and I got sweaty, and so I expected everyone else to be good. And it's toxic mentality, and um, yeah, so I had to purge that, purge that whole game from my lifestyle, delete the game. 
<laughs> uninstall it forever, and then everyone's like, oh, CSGO 2's coming out, and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting back in that. Um, yeah, instead, you know, play some more casual things with the boys. Um, but uh, speaking of which, Baldur's Gate 3 dropped this year. The Baldur's Gate 3 was, I feel like it was slept on. It's been in early access for probably over a year now. Twenty A couple years it's been early yeah, access. Yeah, I think it's been early access almost for a year and a half, two years. Yeah, so the thing is, though, with early access, they only let you play the first chapter of the game. So, for those who don't know, Baldur's Gate 3 is essentially playing Dungeons & Dragons, in a way... Um, but in video game form. So, uh, Baldur's Gate's kind of, uh, it, you know, I think it's, the IP is technically owned by Wizards of the Coast, the people who do Dungeons and Dragons. And they gave Larian Studios the rights to make the game. Uh, because Larian Studios did phenomenal with Divinity uh, Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin 2, um, which was kind of D&D like without, you know, yeah. crossing that uh, copyright line. So, um, yeah, they got the rights to do Baldur's Gate 3, and we played Chapter 1, and there was plenty of, there There was, it was buggy, and this was early access, and we were playing a lot, was it late last year we were playing, or was it early this year when we were playing Chapter 1? Uh, it might have been, maybe both. You're I right. think it was super early this year. Maybe so. And then, yeah, 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 because uh, that's it. Yeah, we, we played it super early this year. Okay. Um, and the thing is, I know we experienced a bunch of bugs, some game-breaking bugs that made us reload, like, super far-back saves. And Chapter 1, though, it was awesome. Very expansive. Uh, if a vendor had something you wanted, you could sneak, go behind them, pickpocket, and steal it from them, you know, if you pass the roll. Everything's based on rolls, just like Dungeons & Dragons. And we love that. And oh La yeah, and Lauren loves stealing, so <laughs> she uh, she was having a blast just taking everything a vendor was worth. So what that came with though is we only had chapter one, and we saw it was very buggy. We were still having a good time, but then they're like, "Hey, in eight months we're gonna release the full game, which is gonna be three chapters." I had doubts. I had serious doubts because the thing is they were still releasing content for early access. They dropped the Paladin. And, um, and, you know, some few other things. So I'm like, there's no way they're doing two more chapters in eight months. I mean, little did I know they were already working on all of that stuff and had most of it done. They just weren't letting you play it in early access. They had it locked while they were working on every, you know, ironing everything out. Um, so with as buggy as it was, I remember being a big doubter. Like the week before it came out, I'm like, we're going to play and I bet we'll have a great time. But I feel like it's going to be bug-ridden. Like, there's going to have some serious issues. Yeah. Boy, was I surprised. They did phenomenal. Yes. There Was there bugs here and there? Yes. Is there still bugs here and there? Yes. Yeah, of course. In a game that expansive, you expect that. But it's, for the most part, it is just a phenomenal time, especially playing with multiple people. Sure, you can play by yourself and control three different NPCs, play the story how you want. But when you're playing with friends, and you can play up to three, it's four players total, um, it is so fun. It, it, it really, because, it, and it sucked because I made so many campaigns yeah. with different people and whatnot, to where when I was doing my solo, I had Shadowheart, none, none of the main 
NPCs were on my team. I just went over to Withers and uh, got one of the little hired men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can roll the little random characters or whatnot. Because um, the thing is, when you play one of the you know the pre-built NPCs, Shadowheart and Gale and uh, Asterion and all them, it also comes with their story. You can play through that and whatnot. But uh, yeah. Yeah, if you yeah, if you don't want to mess with those aspects. But um yeah, I'm I, that was which phenomenal. all around. Yeah, I, I really it being as I dabbled a little in actually doing a D&D campaign and then playing Baldur's Gate 3, I will say yeah, they are very close. Not not the same, but I like it, it was just perfectly done. I got to say the stories and all that in the game. And then you would go a certain little distance and play it again on another campaign and do just one thing slightly different and blast off into a whole nother way. There's so many different possibilities in that yeah. game. Yeah, you make and whatever choice you want to make. Uh, and, and the thing is, the choice can be, like you said, it can seem like it's minuscule, but then it makes a big impact. And you could play good run. You could play an evil run. Uh, there's a decision early on where there's the grove, the kind of innocent people, and you could decide to defend them and protect them against a goblin attack. Yeah. Or you can go to the goblins and be like, "Hey, you know, you want to fuck the grove up?" <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, and and you know, you side with the goblins and kind of start kind of an evil run there. But then you do that, and you can just switch to, "Okay, you know what? I made a bad decision, and I killed the grove because I wanted to be on." You know, the hot drow lady side for the goblin camp or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. But then you're like, okay, I just did that for her. Now I'm going to be good. Well, now those people hate you. Not, well, of course, not the ones who are dead. But the people who know you did it, they hate you. Some people leave camp. Some of the NPCs are like, no, you're a bad dude. We're not hanging out with you. You can't <laughs> yeah. play with them anymore. That's, yep, that's, that's it. it. And I love that kind of penalty, yeah. you know, like yeah. that consequence. Yeah, serious consequences for your actions. Not just like, oh, I'm sorry. It's not one of those games where your decisions don't matter. No, there's quite a few endings as well. And like, I, I didn't do one little thing for Shadowheart. I did, we did her whole quest line. I didn't do the last little portion. We got penalized. Our ending cutscene gave us like the kind of, ah, part for <laughs> yeah, Shadowheart. Yeah, yeah, without spoiling anything. But yeah, so. And, I'm so, so happy with what they did. That's no battle pass, no bullshit add-ons, none of that stuff. Of course, there is like a $10. You can get some, you know, neat little items or whatnot if you want. Completely optional, and it was more of a gift for everyone who supported them in early access because all of us got it free. Yeah. And and just so no one has an advantage, they still let you buy that for, I think I think it's $10. Bucks. Um, so, yeah, that's it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal from Larian Studios. I'm excited to see what they bring. I hope there's plenty expansions to come. Uh, we got plenty of room for Chapter 4, Chapter 5, Chapter 28. Like, keep it, yeah. keep it rolling. I mean, because you could literally start incorporating campaigns from the D&D world, the, the universe. You could just keep adding them into game. And I think that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Take some of those pre-built campaigns they have, those books. Uh, I've actually got quite a few of them behind you there. Uh, but yeah, incorporate some of those campaigns they have um, into, uh, you know, like the one we were playing. We were doing the the heist of Dragon Deep. Yeah. Or, or I'm sorry. No. No, it was Waterdeep. The the Dragon Heist of Waterdeep, or something like that. Something along those lines. 
Um, and that's that's the campaign we were playing through. But yeah, even like incorporating that in, of course they have their own original characters and all this yeah. whatnot. They could figure it out. They've done awesome, and we would just love to see more out of Larry. Yeah, I definitely want to see more. Just keep keep on going, even though there's so much that I don't think we. We we got to play in our playthrough. We we got through a good bit and got to see a couple sides of things, but mm-hmm. I still think there's like still at least a quarter of the game that we haven't even got to see oh, shit about. At least, at least, yeah. Because we still haven't found the whole body parts for that one clown. Oh my oh. god, dude, where are they hidden? Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, somebody murdered the clown, and he, he's he's spread. Yeah, far and wide. <laughs> yeah, like and, it's no little we area. Searching for them, but we, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we actually were close to finishing the campaign with Namrig. We, we, and Lauren. We got to go back and finish that one. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like they seem to die out of it, though. Yeah, well, everyone got kind of. Well, Lauren, you know, she's always if no one's inviting her to something else, she's on Genshin. She's stuck. Yeah, but Namrik, he he got he got sucked into Starfield. Uh, he's huge on Bethesda stuff, so. Yeah, that's right. He, he's been uh, jumping on Starfield a lot. Yeah, he's been doing his whole kind of pirate run, which is super cool. Uh, you know, not to dive back into Starfield, but it does let you do that. Let you play as a pirate if you want it. It's, yeah. Oh, my God, and I love it. I love it so much just because it does really give you that feel of, you know, outer space pirate. And it's like tre- uh, old movie Treasure Planet. It, it gives me that feel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now I just need you know them to actually have like a uh, galleon. <laughs> Let me. I, I might see if I can't try to build that in ship builder. Oh, actual ship like, like pirate ship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Man. Um. Let's see. What else did what What have we played recently? I think it was um, right before Baldur's Gate. What were we playing? Oh, that no, no, no. Never mind. That's when we were on the battlefield grind. Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to remember. <clears throat> oh, we've been playing Valheim. We've re- we revisited yeah, Valheim. Valheim this year. Yeah, so we played Valheim when it first came out, and it was neat. But, you know, whatever, we only played for a few hours. So we revisited that, and we, like, seriously got into it. Um, we've now established a full two-story base with an attic, which is an architectural masterpiece. Whoever made that building is probably <laughs> the best builder in the world. I will say that's that's the good thing I can say. The house looks immaculate and everything, but I did love their building, even though I never dabbled into it because it was like, oh, nah, this shit's too much for me. But I was seeing the pieces you had to make and whatnot, and the building in that game is incredibly yeah. realistic. It's, in, my it's in depth, and because the thing is, it goes by kind of structural integrity and the weight and whatnot. So the higher you build your building, it puts strain on everything you're, you know, uh, beneath it. So like when you're trying to put your roof on this three story building, it's like, yeah, you just got us supported by a bunch of two by fours, bro. And it's like <laughs> super red and it gets red and red and redder to show the strain and the pop, it breaks. So then we had to, you know, build all these different braces and stuff throughout the roof and now the roof is barely up. Hey, uh, it's up though. It's up. We stay dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um another release that came out recently that I dove into was Eternites. And Eternites is kind of hack and slash anime type, you know, yeah. aesthetic. 
but then it's also a uh, in its description a dating simulator which I haven't gotten that far you have you know options to kind of increase your relationship status with your friends or whatever the female companion is I guess so uh, I don't know how that impacts the story yet um, I know um, the combat and whatnot I, I've been getting into it it's 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 kind of interesting because it is a little timing based and um and then yeah it's also a little spammy so it's while it's not the best combat mechanic i've ever seen i still haven't gotten tired of it yet I got unfortunately you. cyberpunk 2.0 came out and i'm like okay i gotta okay, show you yeah. nights um and try this so um i just i hope like i said uh that dark and darker game that game, I, I I've always been a fan of anything medieval, you know, swords and axes over guns. I've always liked that kind of fighting style in video games. I just hope they come back to Steam, so I don't have to sign into this third partiness on it. I've not got to play the game yet, but I'm really kind of excited to play it. It's a good little twist, in my opinion. How it's kind of like Tarkov, you know, you're going into a dungeon. And you got to find all these certain, like, your loadouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of medieval fantasy vibe uh, instead of the, you know, shooting FPS, modern combat grenades, yada, yada, yada vibe. Um, which, if that's what you're into, Tarkov's just so sweaty, though. And it, I never they, even really got to play. I think I played, like, one, two rounds of that and it's, I put it, it down. They just... There's so many aspects in Tarkov, like controlling how much you're crouched with your scroll wheel, how fast you walk. There's so many mechanics that I don't got the time to learn them all and remember them all. That's a lot going on, man. <laughs> yeah. So Dark and Darker, it's a little more relaxed. Um, a lot more relaxed, I guess. But you're still in a dungeon that's increasingly, uh, it's like a circle, almost like Battle Royale style. It's getting smaller and smaller and smaller, leading you to these exit portals. There's two portals. One takes you to the next floor, which is harder. And one takes you out so you can extract. Um, getting to deeper floors means better loot. Um, so, you know, you have to make that decision based on how much health you have, what your resources, is your inventory full, do I need to get out now, or should I risk it for the biscuit, keep going. Um, and the thing is, uh, once you get towards the end, everyone's, you know, con- convulging on that location. So you're going to get in a fight with other players. Uh, the downside with Dark and Darker right now is that... Almost from what I've heard, because I haven't been playing, most people are playing rogues. Apparently, rogues are stupid broken right now, um, and uh, they have a lot of balancing that they need to do. Uh, so, a lot of people who were extremely excited for the game played for the first week or so, and it's really kind of died off because there's some serious balancing that needs to take place. Ah, see. Um, I was just seeing the glory videos on TikTok of it, and I was like, "Oh man, that that looks pretty fucking mm, cool." Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they do that, get that sorted out. And I know they were having legal issues, so from my understanding, they worked with um, I don't remember the publisher or developer, whatever the company was. Uh, I think they made a bunch of mobile games, and they've definitely made stuff we've heard of because uh, I've looked into it before, and I don't have the facts with me. But um, anyway, so they started working on Dark and Darker and then quit there, and they're like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. They stole that. That employee left our company, and that was our idea, and they took, you know, that's company property. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, what are you talking about? You know, sure, I was working on this while I 
worked with you guys, but this isn't y'all. So the, from my understanding, that's what's going on. There's a big whole legal ordeal there, and that's why it's not on Steam until they get that sorted out. Um, I don't know if it's coming to Steam still, hopefully, because, again, I don't want to download another launcher. But uh, yeah. I guess we'll see. Hopefully they get you know the game a little more balanced. Uh, they get on Steam, and um, you know we can give it a give it a proper shot. Yeah, because like I said, it, it looked fun, but there also was that a uh, game, uh, War Warhaven. There is a game called Warhaven. Yeah, I think it's uh, free to play. Actually, it, uh, we had played. I uh, think I think you had played the beta. Oh, with oh me, is this like, the one that? Uh, yeah, where we were playing as like the knights or whatever. Yeah, it kind of looked a little for honorish, kind of yeah. like. Uh, but uh. Yeah, I was having a fun time playing that. I, I liked it. It was a nice little spin on things. And you know how uh, after you get so many kills or so many points, you can turn into an immortal. And I liked that and I hated it because I liked it because it got to, like, balance out the field again, you know, from not just one guy or, like, just one force just overly pounding on one team. That one team can get up enough points to get the immortals and be able to turn the tides even just for a little bit. And I did like how the game did that. Yeah, my my thing with Warhaven because you're right, we did get to play for free, and I think the the game is free. Yeah. Um, and we played during the beta, but my issue was, the more I played it, the more I was like, this just makes me want to play Chivalry. True. Uh, yeah. It it, it just. It, the combat, it, it, because the thing is, they had their cool little features, like you were saying, where you could turn into an immortal or whatnot, which allowed you to pick one of these like elite soldiers or mages or whatnot, and then you can kind of decimate the battlefield. Very reminiscent of if you ever played the Battlefront games with Star uh, Star Wars. Yeah. You ran in as a stormtrooper, yeah. fought, 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 and then you then go, you oh, now be... I can play as Luke or Darth yeah. Vader or whatnot. Yeah, it was very, very, very similar to that, and that's kind of the S they were going for because you go in as a foot soldier, you pick the type of foot soldier you wanted, got up enough points, boom, now I can pick one of the uh, immortals, and I can play as one of the immortals. But the more I played it and, like, the the slashing of the swords or the axes or any of that, the more I'm just, like, it just doesn't feel as fluid as, like, Chivalry 2 does. Yeah. Yeah, I got to say, because they still had somewhat of, the, like, you had to move the controller like Chivalry does where yeah. you have to move we, your you turn with yeah. It. It, it yeah i think they call it the drag you can actually drag the weapon across the screen yeah if you swing and then spin at the same time it actually gets that whole sweeping arc yeah and that they they did need to iron that out in it i haven't played it since it uh come out free to play yet yeah uh i guess it's at its full release now if i'm correct warhaven yeah yeah i believe so and i, I might give it another shot i i did have fun with it uh i the kind of things you get for your fighters and your soldiers and whatnot were pretty pretty cool and how you could customize. I've always been down into the customizing of your fighter. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it came in a full release recently on September 20th. So what my uh, little notes here are saying. Yeah. Um, so uh, it has opened with mixed reviews. So I don't know how that's going to fare for its longevity. Um I, I guess we'll find out. But uh, it, the only thing that I, I, I don't know, it just didn't really wow me, though. I mean, I had fun playing it, don't get me wrong, but 
as in bringing something new to the table, it, it really didn't, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Or something that I was like, oh, shit, this is cool. It, it didn't do that for me. I just thought of a segment. We should do this earlier in, um, you know, if people ever listen to this for their commute or whatnot. Let's do a casual game. Let's Let's give a spotlight check for a casual game. And you know what yeah. made me think of that? What is the best casual game that you think you've played this year before I correct you and tell you what it actually is? Like, kickback kind of casual game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? I can't. Uh, I think, well, we... You've got two of them. We, we did play that one uh, that had uh, the, the, the yarn... Okay, hold on, hold on, no, 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 we'll get to, no, we'll get to, it takes too soon. That's not casual, that's not what I'm talking about. That, a little um, more casual, a casual, more casual. That is really good for couples, though. I know we played. Okay, all right, all right, I'm going to stop on, making you guess. Peglin and Slay the Spire. Yes, okay, okay. Peglin and Slay so, the Spire, yeah. for people right now, if. Even uh, though Peglin fucking made me rage so many times, yeah. but fucking <laughs> ping pong ball. Okay, so Peglin, if you ever played like Peggle, you drop a ball, break the other balls, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Peglin is like that, and that's P-E-G-L-I-N. And right now it's available, you can get it um, on the App Store. It's iOS and Android, right? I think it's only for like eight, nine bucks now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to pay for. Okay, that's right. And then there, it's also on PC. But Peglin was, it was a good time, man. It, it it's casual. Really was. You could the more you went. So the thing is, you can get different balls that you drop, and they have different powers and whatnot. So like, you can get a multi ball where when you drop it, it explodes into other balls, and boom, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. And you got to try and clear the level. Um, and you know, it's the gameplay. It's the more balls you break, the more damage your little goblin does at the top. And he has to fight the little enemies. And when you kill the enemies at the top, based on the amount of damage you do to the balls that you drop, then the level's cleared. And it has like community chance type event where it's like, okay, I can go to the question mark. I can possibly get something good or maybe something bad. Yeah. And, um, I, I really did love that game, I guess, since I kept on progressing in the Crucible. Yeah. Which is after you beat it, I think it had like three levels in it or three stages. Right. And then you had a bunch of levels in it. But uh, after you beat it once, you get into the Crucible, throws another difficulty on you. Then it just keeps on building up. And I think I had gotten all the way to like 15 on that thing. Oh, Crucible level 15, yeah. Yeah, and oh my God, it's just ridiculously stupid because then they're like okay now elites are just more more punishing right <laughs> and stuff like oh you don't get no more gold anymore uh, <laughs> yeah i think i only got to crucible eight i know you played a lot more than i did i was playing a lot on the ipad um so it was super neat but yeah the, it's a it's a roguelike puzzle type game in a way super cool um, and I really loved it though. It was you're right. That was a really good like casual fun. Something Not a little that, cutesy like, thing. You're getting an oil change. You're sitting in there waiting to change the oil. Boom! Pop out your phone. You can play Peglin. You you don't need to be on yeah. your computer at home. You can sit there play it, and you're you're not stupid invested in it. If you lose everything, so be it. You start another run. You know whatever. Yeah. Um, which segues me into the other one, Slay the Spire, Slay which the I got Spire. you into. So. After Peglin, I went looking for roguelikes, and yeah. I finally give Slay the Spire a chance, and you were like, eh, nah, I'm, yeah, too, I'm was, into Peglin, I'm into Peglin. And uh, so finally, you decided to try Slay the Spire. I think you were bored and picked it up off Game Pass or something? 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I just saw it on Game Pass, and I was like, eh, because we were still waiting. I think for Boulder's Gate three to come out at that time, right? And I couldn't really find nothing else, and I'm like, ah, oh, well, Patrick, he, he did mention the Slay the Spire, so I was like, ah, I'll give it a shot. And now I've fallen in love with it. So it's like usually if I know I don't have like most of my games right now that I like kind of got to dedicate mm-hmm. okay this is going to take two hours in starfield to complete this little faction deal and uh but with slave Spire, i could just pop in and be like i i don't have to actually set time for it i can right. just be like ah, oh, i can pick this up later quick yep um and slave the spire also has a mobile version and what slave the spire is is again you're going through these levels but it's more of a card game so you get these cards, and you pick these cards, and these cards kind of, you have to prepare your defenses and your attacks. And you kind of can see what your enemies have lined up for you, so you kind of, it's, there's also luck based in on what cards you may draw. Yeah. And uh, so you kind of got to prepare your defenses and then possibly attack them as well. So you're trying to survive as long as you can and make it through all these different levels using these cards. There's artifacts that give you permanent buffs and all this stuff, and um. Yeah, it does, it requires some thinking, but it's it's a cool little casual game. Yeah, it's and uh, it's Slay the Spire two because the second one's out, right? Oh shit, I didn't know. No, okay, no, okay, maybe they're working on two still. I don't remember how many's out right now. So uh, I'm gonna the, have to check that. The reason I, I bring this up is they made an announcement about moving to a different uh, engine, but I might be thinking about they're moving two to a different engine. Let's see. I think it is. I think it is just Slay the Spire one's out right now. I got you. I gotta say, out of out of yeah. Peglin or Slay the Spire right now, I gotta say Slay the Spire is the winner. Spire takes yeah. it. Yeah, Slay, all right. Slay yeah. The so I yeah okay I I can see that Slay the Spire. I think uh, I think Slay the Spire took a little more to get into it, like learning the mechanics, yeah. and takes a little more thinking. While Peglin is more just the mind numbing, you know, for the casual gamer out there. Oh, I could just drop balls. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Balls, I will say that. Yeah. yeah. So, but Slay the Spire requires some thinking, but it's a phenomenal game. They are making a sequel, to Slay the Spire Two, and Unity. After that, what we talked about earlier, they made an announcement like, "We'll be looking to port our game to a different engine. Like, we just won't publish with Unity if you guys are going to do this." So, I'm not oh. sure if they walk back on that, um, or if they're going to continue with unity finish up slay the spire 2 and then move to a new engine i guess we'll find out so we'll see what the future holds there well shoot i still gotta like because once you beat it you get to this beating heart i guess which is the spire the heart of the spire right and uh i guess you can kill it i don't know i've gotten to it a few times and uh i've done damage it says but as in kill it no no it doesn't do that for you Okay, interesting. Yeah, I have not gotten that far. Um, I played a bit there earlier in the year when I first got into it, but I have not revisited the game yet. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so it's a pretty fun one. I, I say mm-hmm. get back into it. I think I only made it to I made it all the way through the whole first chapter, and then I think I might have finished the second chapter, but uh, I did not make it much further than that. Yeah, I think I finished two chapters, and then might have died like the very first enemy set on like oh, yeah, that chapter third three. that yeah. third act is killer and like one enemy can totally wreck your whole build up that you've been well, building I wasn't cocky because I had so many good artifacts so many good cards and I'm like easy I just beat that second boss easy and then no I just got absolutely dunked on by by this one yeah 
like a fucking One, ball of slime yeah. or some bullshit. <laughs> and oh my god, yeah, I've, I've been there so many times. But I gotta say, yeah, Slay the Spire has been. Uh, I would put it at my number one like casualish okay. game. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so let's um l- let's dive into maybe we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Maybe one more topic today. We don't want to talk about everything on our first episode. True. Um, but you mentioned it before. It takes two. Oh, okay, yeah. it takes two came out. <laughs> um. I don't even know. A couple years ago, I think. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before last, maybe. I don't know. It's not that old, but uh, It Takes Two was praised a lot. It Takes Two is... It requires co-op. You have to play with two people, um, and the couple... I'm sorry. The game is v- kind of almost designed for couples, in a way. It's, it's one of those games where... Um, you know, if you and your husband or you and your wife, you know, whatever, you're looking for a game to play together that doesn't require you to be like stupid good at shooter games or even good at using a controller. Yeah. It takes two was there, man. It was such a good story. So wholesome. Yeah. Just like a wholesome, whimsical kind of like. And the thing is, without spoiling anything, the story is essentially about, um, Two people who are growing apart, so they're looking at separating, getting a divorce, and you're kind of turned into these dolls. Um, think of it like kind of the yarn-looking dolls yeah. and whatnot. Um, it's kind of like Sackboy from PlayStation. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, anyway. And uh, you both have kind of different little powers and whatnot, and you have to navigate these levels. You're shrunk down. Honey, I shrunk the kid style. And you're trying to get to your daughter, essentially. Um, because uh, you've come to find that you think it might be your daughter's doing that you guys were shrunk down. Yeah. Um, so, and you have to work together, work as a team, and kind of re-strengthen that relationship. You guys have whatever. Um, and it was very cute, very fun. The story w- kept us in yeah. the whole time. I think we finished it in one sitting, didn't One we? sitting, and it was I think it long. Was like, it was over 10 hours. Yeah, eight, 10 hours. We, yeah, yeah. we sat there, played it straight from start to finish. It was... Very good. And then with the little side games it would give you on the side, I really like that too. So, yeah, so there's like 1v1 mini games where, uh, yeah, you could walk up. They're completely optional. So, you know, if you don't want to create any more tension. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, you walk up and there's these little mini games and, you know, you compete for the high score on those. And, yeah, so it, it was a really good time. They, they had so much content in there. Um, and the thing is, if so, we didn't have to buy two copies of the game because. They did what every developer should do. Super awesome. It's a game that requires co-op. So instead of requiring you to buy two copies, if one person bought it, they had a friend pass. So your friend got to download the game as long as they connected to your session. So Cody was able to play with me, even though, you know, we didn't play on the couch together. We, you know, he was home and I was home. And, uh, but he was able to download a free version of the game and play with me because I own the game. And that is something cool, and I think a lot more games need to dig into. Because mm-hmm. I do miss, like, the old just co-op play of a story game. Like, Army of Two was a good one back in the day. Like, we really got into that. Mm-hmm. Although, the third installment, to me, seemed like they fell off, like, badly. And I think destroyed the series where there's no coming back. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, yeah, it has to kind of render the game twice. And with... The way games are going and hardware is going, 
it's getting harder to do that. So, so many games are getting rid of couch co-op. But the thing is, with It Takes Two, it always was split screen, right? It yeah. always showed what each other was doing. Even though Cody wasn't with me in person, even though he's playing from his house, instead of being full screen, it still showed split screen. So, you always see what your partner co-op partner whatever you always see what they're doing and yourself on the other side of the screen and um so it plays the same whether you're on the couch together or whether you're 50 miles away 500 miles away across the world from each other um great great game for i will say yeah it was fun we we had our good fun in that game yeah yeah uh, I know we kind of role played a married couple bickering <laughs> at each other the whole time. That's that's what also sold it so well too. Yeah, Lauren went to bed and um and she was like, I can't sit in here and listen to you guys bickering like a married couple. And um so she went to bed. And I'm like, uh, we are a married couple and we're trying to work on our relationship. So go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, phenomenal. And uh, but you're completely right. The era of kind of couch co-op is dwindling, and um, and not just couch co-op, but it just doesn't seem like there's that many story co-op invested games. Yeah, uh, being released. It's it's always about the single player campaign with the multiplayer versus mode. It seems like uh, I, I see a lot of games just, and I get it the money is in making the game multiplayer. Oh, for sure. Like, but I think I catch myself just trying to hunt for another game that's got a good story. And it. and I think that's another reason that we gravitated towards Baldur's Gate so much. That game does have couch co-op, by the way. Um, but it's also one of those, you know, we were all able to play co-op together and not only just play co-op, but get a phenomenal story out of it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why I really did like Baldur's Gate. But yeah, I just uh, I hate how games are going to that multiplayer style. You know, hurry up, get it to multiplayer. Heck, how they were doing games there for a little bit, which was heck, we don't even got the story done. Let's just hurry up and jump to can uh, multiplayer, mm -hmm. and yeah. we'll get the story later. Yeah, Halo. Yeah. Halo, that angered me so much. I boycotted that for so long. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. E even though it's like, oh, our multiplayer portion's free. Come on, jump on. Like, no, we're waiting on the campaign. And there's like, okay, well, here's the campaign. But co-op's co not ready. Yeah. Like, we, we might we might put co-op in the near future. How they just did that was, uh, yeah, we might think about doing it. And then they're it. like, yeah, it'll be ready in three months. It's like eight months later. Yeah, it. It literally came out so long, we had actually just totally didn't. It was one of my buddies on Xbox that literally got me to play. Because uh, we had, uh, we weren't uh, playing as much then. But yeah. Your PC died. Yeah. Yeah, cause, so you had to go back to Xbox because um, your PC died. And uh, yeah, so there's that span there. Oh, that's another thing we kind of got back into. We, we did some VR this year as well. Yeah, you're right. Let's say VR for another day. Yeah, Let's say VR, VR for another, another day. Because I think there's a lot we could talk about in VR with the future and whatnot. So, um, but, uh, man, that did want. Okay, that made me want to talk about one more thing though. So the Call of Duty. D did you see the whole thing with their Warzone? So apparently they're shutting down Warzone One and they're forcing everyone to migrate. Um, I don't know. If 
Okay, I don't know how they're doing this, though. I, I should have read into it. Maybe we should talk about this next week, and I'll take some notes. But, yeah, I, I've seen a lot of backlash because people paid for all these skins and paid for all these player models and all this stuff, but now they're shutting down Warzone 1, the original, you know. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how the hell they would even try to fix that right there. That sounds There's like no a There's no fixing. Mess. They yeah. pretty much told everyone, like, this is it. Sorry. Like, yeah, you've had plenty of time to move to Modern Warfare 2 and move to the new Warzone. Sorry, we're cutting you off, old Warzone players. And uh, I could be wrong there. Again, I'll look into it. I'll fact check myself. And we'll discuss that more next week, uh, if we remember. Because, um, you know, I'm not big into Call of Duty right now. Yeah, me either. Uh, they kind of they have some sketchy practices that they keep repeating and keep repeating. So we keep falling off of their little hype train that they got going. Oh, yeah. Which sucks. They, they they are a pretty good game, nonetheless. Yeah, when we, yeah, when we play the multiplayer, we don't really play Warzone much, but we do play the actual multiplayer, like the yeah. kind of what it used to be, the bread and butter, what multiplayer used to be about. And when we do that, I do have a good time, but the bad thing is, the longer the game's out, sure, they fix bugs, but then you also have to worry about Santa Claus running around and beating you to death with a lightsaber. Um, that's not really a thing right now in Call of Duty. That's completely, that's more of a Fortnite thing because there's some form of Santa and lightsabers in Fortnite. But no, Call of Duty is adding all this crazy stuff. Yeah, like uh, the whole laser beam out the eye thing. I don't know why they went. Oh, yeah, why they, are they going that They route? added Homelander from the boys. Yeah, I, I get See, I get that, but that's kind of de delving into Fortnite type of game. Right, just, there. you know, if you want to use Homelander, fine, let him use a gun, but, yeah, his finisher, I, I think his finisher is just, like, using his eye lasers and, like, melting people, but then they were adding it where there's pay to, um, well, almost kind of like pay to winish stuff, right? End of Warzone? Well, whatever. yeah, because you could literally use the beam like a gun. Oh. Yeah, oh. you could use it to down people and whatnot. Like, it's just a special thing you pick up oh okay that's okay. what was pissing so, me off so it's they really not just a finisher okay so they really kind of did go the fortnite route because in fortnite you could pick up a kamehameha yeah uh when the goku stuff came out and you could blast people with kamehameha if you found one so now you can find the ability to use laser eyes in call of duty that's interesting see uh fortnite is okay for doing that call of duty you kind of want to keep it Somewhat real, even though, you know, it's not going to all be as very futuristic at times. And but yeah, the whole laser beam out the eye thing. Keep keep that on Fortnite. Yeah. And Call of Duty, stay Call of Duty. You, you, you can be gold. Just just get back to gold. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I know Modern Warfare 3 is supposed to be coming out. Um, I won't be touching that until there's a big mark, you know, big yeah, mark. Yeah, I gotta get a hair up my ass to be able to get that. I don't know. I wasn't too wild about two. I mean, I did play it because I was hyped up. Well, the thing play is, it, we were then... hyped for the the what is it called? The DMZ. Yeah, mode, the DMZ, which was, was kind of like their Tarkov, but it was so buggy and so fucked that you would drop in, the game would crash, and you'd lose all of your stuff because it was like Tarkov. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like you and I, so many times we'd go and we'd get something really good that we'd go to extract with. Like, yes, we finally got what we need. Let's go extract. We'd call in a helicopter. If there weren't people hiding there, camping to steal your stuff, yeah. then your game would crash and you'd just lose anything every way. A anyway, and I was just, I'm so tired of it. 
I was tired of it. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this. And I kind of, um, I, I wrote off Call of Duty. I'm like, I'm going back to Siege. And we ended up playing some more Siege this year. Oh, A lot yeah. more Siege we played. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, hopefully you and I can think of a name for this. And we'll have this podcast published out there on uh, hopefully all the major platforms. But uh, we have no idea what the name's going to be now. And if it's stupid... And if you don't like it, then keep it to yourself. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. Well, um, I'm a you know kind of bleep some stuff in here. Maybe um, we'll post it. Uh, well, we'll listen to it later, and uh, let's think of a name, and hopefully come back next weekend. We're gonna try to put out uh at least one a weekend. Uh, but there's gonna be weekends, of course, when we have stuff going on, and that's not gonna work. So at, at least twice a month maybe we'll see yeah so uh but yeah we we have our own reasons for wanting to do this we're not expecting any traction uh we're just you know having a good time together just chit-chatting and just getting an overall you know of just gaming yeah yeah there's so much to talk about and we spend so much time talking about it we're like yeah why not just put it on a platform um and then in 50 years uh if i make it that long uh, let's let's be safe. In twenty years, <laughs> I can look. Yeah. <laughs> I can look back and be like, "Oh man, I do remember that." Oh yeah, man, Starfield did end up being a piece of shit, and they never had a DLC or yeah, they they, they really did. They put fifty five DLCs in it, you know. So that'd be pretty it'd be interesting cool. to look back. I guess we'll see. But um, for now, I think that's gonna wrap up our first episode. Unless you have anything else you want to chit chat about? Nah, nah, we covered uh pretty much. Any and everything I was thinking of, I mean, other than Liza P, that that was a, it's been a really good one. We forgot about Liza P, yes. So Liza P came out this week, and you have been streaming it for me, because I don't have Game Pass right now, which I'm going to reactivate my Game Pass. You know, I keep missing out, I'm reactivating. (laughs) Yeah, because. And also, I love the whole Soulsborne genre and whatnot, and some people get mad. Oh, well, there's plenty of games before Soulsborne. Yeah, but let's yeah. let's face it. They defined it. Yeah, they, um, they brought yeah, it That's out. why it's called Soulsborne. And then Bloodborne <laughs> yes. was so good, they added Born to the end of Souls to make it Soulsborne. You know, like. <laughs> so Liza P, in my opinion, just watching you and watching some other streams of it, is the closest we've gotten to an actual. Plenty of Soulsborne out there, but yeah. they have really kind of hit it. They they have I gotta say, from me playing it like I have these past few days, I've really gotten into it. They've got so much going on, and the story seems to be pretty good. I like the whole Pinocchio marionette kind of like yeah. deal going, and the bosses. Yes, they they do remind me of the punishingness of Dark Souls. You know, like I know in the beginning you were saying some just it seemed like it was gonna be easier, but how do you feel as it went on? See, there's a thing about that. Uh, yes, I did say it was easy because at first I thought, like your little, uh, they I think they call them pulse charges or whatnot in mm-hmm. this one, but that's like your little health flask. Yeah. And, uh, well, I thought you get like three or four of them at the start. I never could get, you know, down real low. Or when I would, you can uh, hit the enemies and be able to uh regain another one oh right well i thought you could keep regaining all of the ones <laughs> so i thought you can infinitely just keep having health and keep going and going and going uh, so that's why i said ah oh, it does feel like a little 
little easier version than Dark Souls. But no, it definitely has won me over on. It, it does have its difficulty. Now, I'm really taking it serious like I did in Dark Souls, you know, where I'm actually, like, there's been other Soulsborne games that have come out that says they're Soulsborne, but they're really easy compared to the mm-hmm. Dark Souls. That or they like can't get that kind of, the bosses, the things that really define it. Uh, what is that one game that came out where you go to fight the boss, and it, it, and anyway, and sure, it was cool, it was a good boss fight, but then afterwards, the next area of the game just has miniature versions of the boss just all over the place, and now they're the new enemy. Yeah, and, um, shoot, but But yeah, there's so many other issues with other kind of Soulsborne imitators. Uh, I know Lords of the Fallen. Oh, the remake of Lords of the Fallen looks good. It looks promising. I am kind of looking into that one, see. I'm kind of thinking about that one or going to Cyberpunk. That's why I've been kind of sitting on the sideline about it. But uh, Lords of the Fallen did look pretty good. I think I played the older one. And it was pretty good, if I can remember. I I didn't play it a lot, though. I didn't really get far in it. Right. But it looked cool. I liked its aspect of how, you know, okay, I got to kill the boss or do something special while fighting the boss to get this weapon. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool take on it. Well, well, so, ever since Dark Souls 1, it always irked me that that wasn't in the later Soulsborne games, is the gargoyles. Chop off the gargoyle's tail, boom, you get the gargoyle axe. that Uh, was The ancient dragon, chop off the ancient dragon's tail, get the ancient dragon sword, whatnot. Shoot off the drake's tail, get the drake sword, all that stuff. So, there was all these secret weapons from chopping off parts of bosses, which... But then I found out a lot of the community thought it was dumb. Like, oh, you mean I couldn't get behind the gargoyle, so I missed my chance at that forever? So I think maybe that's why they walked it back. I don't know. But I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Some of them people that complain like that, I fucking hate them. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, you missed it. I guess you got to try again later. Yeah, right. Do another play. Through. Yeah, that, that that's, that's your fault. Now you're the wiser. Now you can go in there a lot better. And actually, it did a lot of damage to him, too. So it was definitely a good thing to go do it. Yeah. Let's uh let's shelve Soulsborne. Let's talk about that more um, later. Because I'd, I'd really like to dive into the topic of the Soulsborne, Elden Ring, Bloodborne. Yeah. All those games and talk about those in depth. They deserve a whole little spotlight. Definitely. Because that, that, that's literally my favorite game. Okay. So let's, let's wrap it up for real. Um. Again, we'll be back next weekend. Uh, we'll drop another. I don't even know when this is going to be out. we got to think of a name and publish it. I don't know how long that's going to take. So this might not even be up till Friday and then maybe have the next. We'll see. We'll see. So, um, but yeah, so let's, uh, we'll wrap this up for today. Think of, you know, what we're going to talk about next week. There's so many topics. Uh, I've, I've got a bunch loaded. Yeah. So, so we're good. Um, and uh, I, I guess we'll find out our name by next episode. Hopefully. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anyone who joined us, thank you for joining us, and we are out. Peace.